Dudes Talk Sports, hosted by Will Thomas and Chad Tujak. So, uh, yeah, we're pretty much going to be getting into fantasy topics today, fantasy football. Uh, we're going to go through, you know, a, a top 20 players that we have listed. We're going to do a top 20 draft, uh, best player available. Our initial thoughts on the draft, we're going to do some comeback candidates if we have time, as well as some, uh, some good sleepers and, and safe high-volume picks. Uh, Chad, what are your initial thoughts on the draft that you have going through this year? Well, you know, it's interesting. So I know that some people do eight-person drafts and some people do 12-man drafts. I think that today we just start on the first two rounds, just on the average of 10 round, uh, ten participants in each draft. So we'll just do, like you said, top 20. Uh, I'm really excited. I think that everyone has a little bit of fatigue from last year from all the injuries, um, mm-hmm. which obviously ravaged the NFL. You know, we lost some ODB, OBJ and we lost David ODB. Johnson. ODB. <laughs> ODB. We did. I mean, we did lose him. Rest in peace. <laughs> so I'm, I'm actually so stoked uh, to see how some things play out. Um, one of the things being uh, Le'Veon Bell's contract year, uh, which looks like he's going to play, pay to play mm-hmm. this year. And uh, David Johnson's reemergence. So, I agree, man. I, I think kind of like how you said uh, early on, it's just it's it's a kind of deep draft this year from uh, from the earlier perspectives. Like you said last year, we kind of uh, I mean, it, it was a fairly deep draft, but there was a lot of casualties throughout the preseason early part of the year. Whereas this one, I mean, you can get franchise backs, proven franchise backs uh, in the second round. Whereas last year, I mean, you're taking a shot off on McCaffrey and Fournette. In, in the second round, and this year you're still getting them in the second round, but they're actually proven and actually going to have probably potentially bigger years. Um, so I'm pretty excited about that. Uh, I obviously the best player in the draft is kind of subject to changes. It's kind of pigeonholed to one or two. Um, but given the uh, the Le'Veon Bell news that he's going to be holding out of training camp like he did last year and pretty much getting ready to go for the uh, regular season, who do you view as the uh, best player in this draft? You know what? Damn, dude, that's like a, that is a great question. And I, and I think it's really tricky. Uh, it depends on a couple things like PPR versus standard. I think uh, for all intents and purposes, this discussion is going to be a PPR discussion. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're going to be catching balls straight to the face on this one. So Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, I really think it's, it's a tie. <laughs> I really think you can't go wrong at number one. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think first through one through five picks in the draft, that's where your winners are at. Your guaranteed bona fide winners are at. I think after you get a full year of Ezekiel Elliott, um, a full year of David Johnson, mm-hmm. uh, and then you have Todd Gurley, Le'Veon Bell, of course. And I just can't leave my man Antonio Brown out. He just does it every single no. game. They have mm-hmm. the suspect defense. Uh, mm-hmm. I think they're going to be playing, you know, sixty minutes every single week unless they're sure. playing the Browns and they'll yeah. be playing maybe 75 minutes for that overtime. Just kidding. Mm, <laughs> no, just yeah. kidding. Um, so, yeah, I think it's in the first five picks, you really can't miss. I think if you're doing a snake, uh, you know, you're in trouble because the talent is so deep in the middle as well. But this is, might be one of the most forgiving years because a lot of projections have A.J. Green, uh, Dalvin Cook, Christian McCaffrey going in the back of the second round. Mm-hmm. Um <clears throat> So it's just gonna be it's gonna be a great year for fantasy football if if everybody stays healthy and everyone stands for the pledge of allegiance. Uh, yeah, yeah, I know, right? I, I agree, man. It's, I think that those top five picks are pretty much you know it's it's all subject to preference, but they're pretty much concrete kind of laid in. Um, I think no matter who you pick in that top five, subject to injury, you're gonna have you know a, a decent year. I know I picked 
a few years ago, I picked Todd Gurley first overall when he kind of had his slump year. Last year, I, I picked David Johnson. Obviously, his wrist <laughs> went, his wrist went kablooey during the first game. Um, and I remember actually watching him go to the sidelines once he got hit. Uh, he fumbled the ball, and everybody's making kind of a lot of noise about the fumble. But I saw in the slow instant replay before the announcer even did it, he just, as soon as he got hit on his forearm, he winced, and the the ball just popped out. And he's a pretty strong dude, so. Uh, for him to fumble is oh. not too common. He's and, huge. Uh, He's huge. Yeah, it, you saw, I mean, I don't know if you've seen it. There's a picture on my Instagram of me standing next to him. And let me tell oh, you, no. I'm a physical specimen. So let's, yeah, just get that, let's just get that out there. <laughs> and David Johnson makes me look like a speck. On, no, a, he, on a screen from like a cathode ray television. He's yeah, he's huge. A, he, he's built like a Koopa, like one of those King Koopas from the Mario movie. <laughs> like he's just he, the, the, he would be Bowser. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so it's kind of when he got hit and he just dropped the ball. I was just kind of like, oh no, because I remember seeing Brian Erlacher kind of get hit similarly, and as soon as he got hit, he just went like went down immediately. So I was hoping it wasn't the wrist. It ended up being the wrist. I digress. Um, so the top five picks, yeah, subject to injury. You know, the the fantasy gods to injury. You're you're pretty much gonna get a, a true proven bell cow. Uh, so with that, well, bell Chad, cow. Are you are he, you alluding to your first uh, pick? No way, man. No way. Not not in the slightest. But with that, Chad and I are going to do a 2020 20 BPA best player available mock draft. Uh, we're going to go alternate, just kind of a, not necessarily snake, but just my pick, his pick, my pick, his pick. Uh, we're going to go pretty much list our 20 best players. Uh, this is not as if we're drafting individual teams. We're just doing pretty much uh, two rounds for a 10-man league. So with that, my first pick Despite the news of Le'Veon Bell holding out until the regular season, I have to go Le'Veon Bell. Why, though? Why? So here's the thing is just – this is a question. I love sure. Le'Veon Bell at at any of the top five picks, but why would you pick him over someone like uh, – you know what? That's fine. You take him, and I'm going to go <laughs> ahead. I'm just going to settle in, and I'm going to steal David Johnson. I feel like a steal. David oh, Johnson, man, fresh legs at two. You, you get Le'Veon Bell. I just feel like he's got a you know a really uh, tentative situation with Sam Bradford over uh-huh. there at quarterback, which he has worse knees than I do. Jesus Christ, oh, I mean, yeah, sure. Um, and I think with the rookie quarterback, if they get him in, you know, the second game, who are their burners on the outside? Larry Fitzgerald, John Brown, or the Christian Kirk, who might be wide receiver three this year, might not even play any snaps. Sure. Um, I think David Johnson is going to be absolutely a workhorse and on top of that for a ppr league i think they're going to be behind a lot of games i think he's going to be wheel route on on repeat this whole year no i agree i agree and honestly if it wasn't one of those things where he didn't spur me beforehand uh with the injury (laughs) and and, and this is me being flat out honest i'm not trying to pull like a skip bayless type soundbite but i I mean there's a dilemma especially with Le'Veon bell doing his Le'Veon bell thing um man there's there's a hesitancy in actually not wanting to draft him at one despite the injury just because of like you said everything that you said with him coming back with fresh legs he was a workhorse beforehand he gets a year off with his legs I mean his wrist is all healed up hopefully knock on wood but I think with the no matter who's starting at quarterback whether it's Sam Bradford captain check down uh you have the uh what's his name they got from the Bears who played with the Bucks God, I can't remember his name but he, he's pretty much up Mike, the similar. Mike Glennon. Yeah, Glennon. Yeah, Glennon, the guy who pretty much got seventy million dollars, even though it was like thirty guaranteed or something with the Bears. And then you have Josh Rosen, who's a rookie quarterback, who their number one scapegoats are tight ends and running backs. I think no matter what, like you said, his he's going to be wheel route on loop, no matter like just uh, just some, a constant flux. Well, I mean, defense, he was he was in, you picked. Just correct me if I'm wrong here. You picked first overall last year. Hey man, yeah. And who right. did you and who did you pick? 
David, David Johnson. Johnson. And David no, so Johnson. I just don't see with the contract drama of Le'Veon Bell this year, you know, mm-hmm. the the brass could sit him in, in favor of John Connor or, you know, somebody else sure. just to get them reps because they there's a lot of confidence in that building that Le'Veon Bell's not going to be there next year. So sure. why would you put all the pressure on Le'Veon Bell and not get your, you know, your heir to the throne some reps? Sure, sure. No, that totally makes sense. Uh, I think going first overall with Le'Veon, this is more of a uh, – a comfort factor in knowing how many times he's absolutely demolished me. Like when you demolished me in the playoffs when I was in San Francisco, uh, <laughs> or no, my, my, our match for me to get into the playoffs and you had nothing to win. You were pretty much bottom ranked and Le'Veon Bell in the first quarter. I check, I remember I was sitting in a jail cell in Alcatraz, uh, <laughs> just walking around which is so apropos seeing that Le'Veon Bell had 40 points within like the first half. And I just went, well, that's well, it. So I don't know if you remember that game, but guess who else was on my team? <sighs> Who else was on your team? David Johnson. Ah, oh, man. You had da- that's right, you had David Johnson <laughs> and you had Le'Veon Bell. Jesus, man. And and you yet you still finished in the bottom four. I finished 10th actually. The- uh because oh, there you go. Mike Lennon was my starting quarterback then too. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Who do you have at, who do you have at number 3? Number 3, man, even though he spurned me once before, I think he had I think you have to go Gurley. And, and I say that because Oh my gosh, why do you love you love the pain? I I don't I'm a glutton for it, man. That's what I'm into. But I would I would love to go Zeke. All signs point to Zeke having a huge year with the volume he's going to get. I mean, defenses are going to force Dak to beat them, um, which is the only reason why I don't choose Zeke because Zeke's going to get the volume. He's their offense. They have no more – I mean, Alan Hearns is their premier wide receiver. I think that he is going to be their offense. But on the flip side, I think defenses very much know that. And so they're going to make Dak try and throw – you know, either 50-50 balls or precision balls over to Alan Hearns um, and make him beat them. So they're going to be playing a lot of like a lot of eight in the box type tight sets. And I just I, I honestly feel that. So I think even though Zeke will have a huge year, I think, you know, the defense are predicated to stop that. And I think with what Los Angeles has molded around them having the monster squad, both on offense and defense, Man, I think I think the sky's the limit for a Gurley in his second year with McVay. So I love that pick. Um, Todd Gurley is right up there with the first, you know, number one overall pick. I think he's going to be fantastic this year. They just signed Brandon Cooks to a five-year extension. I think that takes one to two people out of the box right off the bat. I mean, Robert Woods was fantastic last year, and so was Cooper Cup, but they are no Brandon Cooks. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that Jared Goff in year three will really light it up. So I love Todd Gurley. He was. Him and David Johnson were arguably my number one pick overall. Sure. Um, so, you know, kudos on that pick. And I, I hope that uh, <laughs> the crappy Cardinals defense gets, makes David Johnson just a, an absolute wreck. I mean, I sure. think uh, Todd Gurley, though, does also benefit from just an insane defensive line. So those games might be slow, and he might get a lot of rest in the second quarter this year. So we'll see. Sure. Um, I am kind of stuck here at four. Um, just because I feel like I like Zeke here, but I like Antonio Brown and mm. I really like Alvin Kamara here. And I think really, that, I think that I'm actually going to go Alvin Kamara over Zeke. What a ballsy yeah. pick. All right. All right. So explain this because I have trouble. Dra- like, and I, I hate saying this. I have trouble drafting Alvin Kamara within the first eight picks, let alone the first round. So really? to, yeah, just, I mean, call me stupid, but and, and granted, I've been a perennial 500 finisher in our league and never won it, so that probably says a lot. 
but go and explain your pick to me. So, well, I mean, he almost is exactly like production-wise like David Johnson. Obviously, different players. Uh, Alvin Kamara runs sideways. David Johnson runs north and south Correct. pretty aggressively. Uh, Alvin Kamara, though, and David Johnson both catch a lot of balls. We're talking about a PPR league. I think that Ezekiel Elliott is like uh, very uh, not dual threat. He catches a lot of balls. When he was at Ohio State, he caught a lot of balls, but they have not progressed into that. He probably was the best wide receiver on the team last year, even though he was suspended. Mm-hmm. But uh, Alvin Kamara is a clean slate. He doesn't have any PED, no outstanding issues. I mean, Ezekiel Elliott is one issue away from a year suspension. Sure. Uh, he also is continuously showing up to training camp out of shape, overweight. Alvin Kamara is a lean, mean machine. He catches a lot of balls because on Drew Brees' offense. There's people outside the box. He's got Michael Thomas. He, I don't know if he still has Kobe Fleener, but he's got some people <laughs> around him to make him mm-hmm. better. Uh, whereas Ezekiel Elliott has Alan Hearns around him. Jason Witten retired. He doesn't have – I don't think Dak Prescott is really that great. Uh, no. I think we're going to see some regression this year. He's either going to show us that he's Russell Wilson 2.0 or that he was just – uh, a beneficiary of an amazing offensive line, Ezekiel Elliott. So I think Ezekiel Elliott hits 15 to 20 points a game this year, but we're not going to see the Alvin Kamara explosive games um, from anybody but Alvin Kamara. Uh, with Mark Ingram suspended for the first four games this season, we're going to get a big, heavy dose of Captain Kamara. So that's why I'm going with him at number four. Man, that's a bold pick, especially sitting ahead of Zeke and, I mean, A.B. for for that for that matter but I think you know like you said the first four games he's the guy there's no uh, there's nobody else you know behind him that's even close and I mean even you had like Trader or Traveris Cadet who I don't even think is along with the team anymore I, after that even after the first four games he's still Alvin Kamara which he was Alvin Kamara all of last year so it's it just kind of predicated on if the defenses and, and other opposing teams have now they have a years of tape on them you know, if, if they can kind of combat that, but floor level, he's, he's a franchise back for your force, your first four games. After that, he's still Alvin fucking Kamara. So yeah, I, uh, I, I agree now with my, uh, my fifth overall pick, man, I, I love Zeke sitting there again. It's like, I think all signs point to him having a, a huge year, him being the offense, but I just, man, I think defenses are going to defenses are clued in on that and they're going to make Dak beat him. So I'm going Antonio Brown. I love it. I love it. I think that's a great pick. I think that uh, that's this is the this was like my top five with Alvin Kamara instead of Ezekiel Elliott that we talked about at the beginning of the show. Uh, mm-hmm. And I think AB is just gonna you know he's gonna float like a butterfly and sting like AB. <laughs> like always, like, like always. always. Yeah, and I think you know Roethlisberger is just kind of a perennial just chuck it up you know QB, and, and no matter what he kind of he, he he's like a, a Tom Brady asking though. Even though he takes quite a bit more punishment, if he can hold up, I mean that guy just has kind of a timeless game. So it's it, he just kind of step ups shrug, or steps up, shrugs an arm tackle, and then throws it to AB or throws it to Le'Veon or just throws it to Juju deep or whether it was Martavis deep or he's just he doesn't have a lot of uh of you know uh injury like injury susceptible stuff aside from taking those actual that punishment, which is again a huge injury if, but. I think AB is the definite choice there. Uh, again, I hate passing on Zeke, but at this point, I'm going, you know, a lights out perennial top five, top three wide receiver in fantasy. 
Yeah, I love AB. You know, he had the calf last year, and then he had the concussion sure. the year before. Concussion, mm-hmm. I think, was is, is it can happen to literally anybody in the league, even Mike McCarthy just standing there with his clipboard in his hand, um, yeah. or Sean Payton. But the calf, something that I think is not really big of an issue, maybe just dehydrated, um, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. I think, again, I'm just going to pass on Ezekiel Elliott again here. Wow. I'm just going to let you have him again. I'm just going to go with Kareem Hunt. Kareem Hunt. Kareem Hunt. I'm wow. Go and scoop up Kareem Hunt right there at number six. So you're completely bypassing another possibly AB type wide receiver in D Hop, even if you passed up Zeke too. And you're going Kareem Hunt, not only over them, but over a proven running back like Melvin Gordon. Well, Melvin Gordon is great. I think he's in the same league as Kareem Hunt. I think uh, Melvin Gordon's going to catch a lot of balls this year. I just sure. think Kareem Hunt. Ran the ball great last year. His first career carry was a fumble. But after that, he ran and caught the ball amazing. And I think yeah. that uh, Tyreek Hill opens up a lot of opportunities for him. I think Travis Kelsey opens up a lot of uh, opportunities for him. And I just think it's going to be a great year for Kareem. And don't forget that he has a, a first-year starter in Patrick Mahomes. You know, And even though Patrick Mahomes, his, his claim to fame is his gun, and he's going to want to force it downfield, um, you know, rightfully so, I think that – a lot of times, first-year starters, I know he's not a rookie quarterback, but first-year starters, they tend to lean heavily on their tight ends and running backs. And, and so like you said, Kareem caught the ball extremely well last year, and so I think he'll catch it again extremely well this year, and he'll have plenty of targets. My only caveat with him is, you know, with a healthy Sammy Ware, he's definitely pro- – or he Spencer. more than – Yeah, sorry, Spencer Ware. Uh, he more than likely wins that battle. I mean, it, it's pretty much almost a shoe in that he wins that battle. But how many – carries does Spencer Ware, a healthy Spencer Ware, take away from him? I don't think it's very I much. I think but maybe five to eight carries a game, and that's a lot sure. if you think sure. about it, if you're running twenty, if you're running passing 20-20. But uh-huh. I, I just, yeah, and obviously I think in this NFL game, you're, it's like a 20-30 split, a run pass. Uh-huh. Um, but again, you know, 10 of those passes, maybe eight of those passes are going to Kareem Hunt. I mean, especially from a rookie quarterback. I know that they brought in Pat Mahomes to throw the deep ball, but I, I think Kareem Hunt's going to have a great year. Sure, sure. All right, so on to my pick, man. I, the Zeke has to be the pick here, right? I mean, he almost has know, to be the man. pick here. But I'm going to go and flip. I'm going to stay in the NFC East, but I can't go Zeke. I'm going Odell Beckham Jr., and I'll tell you why. OBJ. I thought you were Carson Wentz. No, of course. Yeah, I was going to go. Uh, yeah, yeah, totally. And I was going Corey Clement, uh, third string running back. <laughs> he, was Super, he, he was good. He was a Super Bowl hero. Super Bowl hero. Bowl hero. Um, I think it's a toss-up. I honestly think it's a toss-up. At this point, you're getting towards the rarefied air where you have that guy who fell out of the fir- or the top five, and then you have everybody else. Uh, Odell, I mean, he's averaged statistically. You know, I think it comes down to him and D Hop. I think he's averaged statistically more than D Hop throughout his years, uh, even though he's been in for a few years than D Hop, uh, from receiving touchdowns to receptions per game to yards per game. Um, I think he's going to have a huge bounce back. Uh, I just, man, I, I, I love Odell here, even though he's coming off his injury. He looks great throughout the offseason. Um, all the actual training videos he's posting, granted, they're just him running streaks and all this stuff. But I, I just I can't pass up Odell's, you know, folklore of production. You know, I just feel like seven feels high for OBJ. Sure. Um, coming off an injury, but you will you will likely have the last laugh there. Um, <laughs> I, I I can feel that one. So, uh, best of luck, OBJ. 
Rest, yes. Rest in peace, my fantasy squad. Okay. <laughs> um, you know what? So then I'll go ahead and uh, I, I got D Hop and I got Zeke. Um, and we're just doing best player available. I think BPA. here here's where I go Zeke. This is where I oh, take Zeke, Zeke right the here. Slide stops. This the is where slide the slide stops. Stop. Ezekiel Elliott and I think that uh, I think D Hop's gonna be great in 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 uh, in this was this year six. Sure. Um, however, I think we saw last year how much his production relies on Deshaun Watson. So if we're gonna say Deshaun Watson um, is gonna be good next year, then we're definitely gonna say that. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins is going to be good next year. But I don't think necessarily that Ezekiel Elliott's 15 to 20 guaranteed points a game relies at all on Dak Prescott. They're going to run that ball 25 times a game, whether or not mm-hmm. Dak Prescott's in that game or not. D-Hop, however, really needs to not be triple covered. So yes. um, that so I think they're the slide stop Zeke. And, uh, I mean, I'm loaded. I mean, I know it's best player available, but I'm loaded on running backs. I'm, I'm in love with the running backs in this draft, in this year's draft. No, I definitely don't blame you on the pick. I mean, it's it's very nice of you to get Zeke out of the green room uh, and get him back on the actual draft stage. So with that, man, I'm sitting here with D-Hop on board. I'm sitting with Saquon. I've got Melvin Gordon. I'm going to have to bypass him. I'm going to go with a guy who went number one overall in a lot of drafts uh, last year as well as the, uh, the years previous. Uh, I'm going Julio Jones. Uh, I think that he's in line. I know he – just today, he showed back up at player workout, so I think that contract issue is being put on the back burner. Uh, Julio's always seemed like a team player. Yes, he gets injured for you know a few quarters every year, and he, he tends to tough through it. But man, there's something he he's this like he's the the league's Megatron right now. Um, he's everything that you want. He's plus production. I think him and uh, him and Matt Ryan, you know, solidify another year under their offensive coordinator. Um, I just, man, it's, it's hard for me to kind of ignore the past production with what he can be this year. Well, uh, you know, I don't like Sark, honestly. I think that, um, I think that, you know, with Shanahan, it was great. The number one wide receiver action was amazing. You know, uh, Shanahan, Kyle Shanahan specifically loves using his, uh, number one wide receivers to the full sure. abilities, but I don't think Sarkeesian really knows how to use that wide receiver groups. I mean, they mm-hmm. they went from like 30 points a game to like 21 points a game. And that's sure. kind of rough when you have Muhammad Sanu, Tevin mm-hmm. Coleman, Devonta Freeman, and Julio Jones, especially with a 6'8 tight end. I mean, I don't love AJ. I mean, I don't love Julio Jones there. Mm-hmm. Uh, not because of him, because we saw in that Super Bowl, that guy is dominant. Um, but I think that uh, Julio Jones is fine there. I, I I you think it. he's fine? I think, think he's fine. fine. I mean, you have Devontae okay. Adams who scored. He's got more. He, wait, maybe he's got more. Maybe the second most touchdowns or the most touchdowns of the last. He has the most. Yeah, he has the most. And with, with you know with, with Jordy Nelson right behind him, Jordy Nelson goes away, and then Devontae Adams like he's gonna get all those touchdowns. Are you telling you me you'd pick Devontae Adams over Julio Jones? No, I don't. I'm just saying. Uh, okay. I'm just saying. Uh, how do you? automatically go to Julio Jones, who is a touchdown nightmare. He is a production monster when it comes to yards and catches, sure. but a touchdown nightmare. He had three touchdowns last year. Is that what it was? Man. I don't know, man. I, I, it, but that's fine. All right, so Julio Jones, we'll scrape it up. I don't doubt Julio Jones' talent one bit. I doubt okay. Julio Jones' coaches. I mean, it's just like sure. LeBron sure. James. He's the best player on the field when he's <laughs> on the field, on the court. But uh, Tyron Lue, is he a good coach? Man, does he even yeah, know what to coach? Does has, has Tyron Lue, does he even, he, he doesn't even have a clipboard. 
Man, What's he Lou doing means, on the court? Lou means well. He means well. And, uh, yeah, that's pretty much all I got for, uh, for Lou. That's all, <laughs> all I got. Right. <laughs> that's all you got for Lou. Yeah, I'm actually going to go Melvin Gordon here at 10. Melvin Gordon, solid. Yeah. Pick, so, so I actually read a, a bunch of stuff coming out of uh, Philip Rivers' mouth mm-hmm. that they've been getting Mel. Uh, I'm going to call him Mel because we're not friends, but I feel like we could be. You could um, be close, yeah. <laughs> or Vinny, whatever. Yeah. Uh, really that good. he's been getting a lot more involved in the passing game. Last year he was great mm-hmm. for about – 10 out of 16 games last year i think those other six games were anomalies uh you know they were the script was not good for him and when he was asked to catch the ball he didn't do a an amazing job just because i think they practiced last year what who do they have uh was it like eccles was it eckler or something like yeah. that yeah 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 who was catching a lot of balls and i think that that should be melvin gordon i know sure um he's got one more year before uh, they pick up an option, and he's gonna. I think he's gonna shine this year. I think he could have gone um, in that Ezekiel Elliott spot. I actually think he's gonna outperform Ezekiel Elliott this year, and uh, he's right in there with Cream Hunt. So that's sure, my sure. that's my ten. Well, I think as as long as Melvin, you know, Gordon stays healthy. He's going to be one of those guys that he's going to get the production. Uh, I think with you know Oliver being out, like you said, Eckler last year being the the you know third down pass catcher back, you know all signs point to Melvin Oregon or Melvin Gordon actually commandeering those spots as well. And man, with Hunter Henry, Antonio Gates, both those guys being gone, whether it being one's gone and then the other one's actually being hurt. I just think that aside from him and Keenan Allen, unless Mike Williams steps up and comes back uh, this year. It's it's their show to steal, um, so I, I agree. I think uh, Gordon's a really good, good, safe, solid pick, um, always, and especially in this year's draft. So we're sitting here at the eleventh pick, the first pick in the second round, and I'm looking at D Hop, and I can't believe he's fallen. So my choice is D Hop, uh, and it's hard. Uh, a part of me wants to not pick him just because you never know how you know a young QB like Deshaun Watson who came in on fire, came in was playing with with a young QB hubris confidence. Uh, just chucking him downfield and, and D Hop going to get it, uh, man. I, part of me wants to err on the side of caution, especially some uh, young quarterback coming back from an ACL. Uh, but I just ultimately, I think they both come out swinging gangbusters, and I think that D Hop, you know, just to, continues to put in the solid workload. Um, so that that's my pick. Wow, the fall yep. of AJ Green. Yeah, Never I know. Did I ever think? that I'd be looking at Michael Thomas and DeAndre Hopkins before I looked at Adrian Green because when that, <laughs> that guy set the league on fire, his hands oh, yeah. are insane, his body control is amazing, but then he has Andy Dalton as his quarterback. Well, you know me, man. Every, every year, my, my tried and true two picks were Jamal Charles and A.J. Green. And so for him just to kind of be, you know, on the fringe, it's, 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 a, it's a funny thing. Like you said, he has body control, he has deep speed, routes, size, whatever you want, he's got it. But he also has Andy Dalton as quarterback. So uh, it's just uh, – it's one of those things that, he, yeah, he, I think he continues to slide. But D-Hop ultimately slides, thankfully, to my spot at the first pick of the second round. So, yeah, that's a good spot for you, man. Um, I'm actually – so we're going best player available here. Yep. And I'm just being honest. Uh, and we're not – I'm not playing any favorites. I'm actually here at a crossroad of Leonard Fournette and Saquon Barkley. So Saquon Barkley, I know it's hard to say, hey, he hasn't played in the league. But if we look at the running backs that are drafted in the top four over the last decade, uh, Mm -hmm. you have a pretty strong pedigree. You look at, I mean, obviously Leonard Fournette. Uh, You have Ezekiel Elliott, um, Mm -hmm. who obviously speak for themselves. And um, they increase the amount of wins by a minimum of four every time Mm -hmm. you draft a running back in the top four uh, over the past decade. So 
I think Saquon Barkley gets a lot of benefit from playing from with some talented, talented receivers. He's got Evan Ingram. He's got Sterling Shepard. I think it's going to be a really good season for Saquon Barkley. I think Leonard Fournette actually regresses. I mean, he already had injury issues and ankle injuries in his first sure. year. So I think here at 12, I'd sneak out Saquon Barkley. I think I would do the same thing, and I'll tell you why. I know a lot to be said about Fournette's. I think it's 3.8 yards per carry. Uh, last year, but Saquon's pretty much being drafted where Fournette was last year, and he has, you know, arguably the same hype coming about him, um, coming out of college. But where I digress the two is that Saquon is coming out of Penn State as Mr. Football. There's there's nothing wrong with him. Whereas Fournette, he was a man amongst boys, and he played like a man amongst boys both in high school and college. But he also brought a lot of little injuries, a lot of little dingers, whether that be his groin or ankle or foot or you know what have you. That was a problem with him in high school or in college that kind of, you know, it it, it kind of handcuffed him at times um, and kept him out of games. Whereas Saquon, man, it's like I, I did a few little uh, little data collection analyst stuff for Pro Football Focus, um, and, man, it's like that guy can play anywhere. He can play out of the shotgun. He can play out of the eye. He can play – he could probably line up and play quarterback if he wanted to. Um, he can play anywhere, and I think, like you said, with – them having Sterling Shepard with them having, you know, OBJ, man, it's hard not to pick him when you know he's not going to have to be the guy. And so I think that opens up a lot of holes for him, both in the running game and the passing game. And uh, you, you kind of combine what, or that with uh, the Paul Perkins release this year. Uh, he's there, There's no doubt about it. He's the guy. So I think it's a good, solid pick, which moves me on to my pick. And, man, I'm looking at A.J. Green, and I want to pick him. But, again, the Andy Dalton thing is just throwing me off. So <laughs> part of me wants to go another franchise wide receiver. Part of me wants to go a reach. And I think for the interesting purposes right now, I'm going to go for a reach. Man, I tell you, Christian McCaffrey, I think, is going to have a oh huge year. A huge year. And I say that because I'm picking Leonard Fournette. So oh, God. <laughs> Jeez, I was like, you know what? I, I can't. I can't do it. I was like, I'm bullish on running backs, but this is not one of them. Yeah. So I think Fournette's my guy. I think that I drafted him last year because I, I knew of the possibility for injuries that would come that came at LSU. Um, but the one thing that I do know, those injuries always predicated on him being a workhorse. And you know, by and large, Jag, like the Jags pretty much said, hey, go out there, be the workhorse. And I think that, man, it's I I still think those injuries are, are susceptible and popping up. They've popped up the past few years, whether in college or in the pros. But Fournette, yeah, I think he might he might digress a little bit, but I think he's still getting those carries. And, I, and I'm going to bank on him staying healthy for at least one year so I can finally make the playoffs again. Uh, it's been three years in our league. And I think that I think Fournette ends up being my guy. I feel I feel pretty good that we were on sync on that one. I was between Barkley and Fournette there at twelve, and you just went and scooped up Fournette. Of course. Um, and I will be more than happy to take AJ Green here at. 14. Oh, yeah. AJ Green, stop sliding. AJ Green, stop. I mean, he's he's not he's not he's not. Uh, I mean, he's not bad. Andy Dalton's no. just so bad. I yeah. think John Ross takes a, another step here in in year two. I know mm-hmm. that he was injured for the first uh, first like what five games or three games in in year one, and right. I think that Tyler Eifert might play seven or eight healthy games, seven but, or eight healthy quarters maybe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I agree. But my real rock star here this year is going to be Joe Mixon. I think he steps up. I think he's awesome. They drafted some offensive help on the offensive line. 
Uh, I think that A.J. Green continues to be A.J. Green. He is a dominant force when the ball is up in the air. He is all he is the heaviest 170 pounds I've ever seen on a football field. So I'm excited to see him play this year, and I think that here at 14, I'm getting a steal. I agree, I agree. And I think, uh, like you said, his targets outside of him are Tyler Eifert, which RIP, just to go into presumed <laughs> RIP. And then you have, you know, you have John Ross, who's who's great at running streaks, posts, and slants, but I don't know if he can run that full route tree. Maybe see if, we, if he takes a step forward in development there. And then you have Tyler Boyd, you know, an incumbent who's had all the uh, had all the, the hype going into his rookie year. Last year played subpar. Uh, wasn't bad, wasn't great. Um, but I think he might take another step forward, but I think A.J. Green's the bona fide number one there, and he's getting all the targets. So I ultimately have to agree with your pick, unfortunately, uh, which leads me to sitting there with I have a big three on my board, Michael Thomas, Mike Evans, and Keenan Allen. Um, I'm going to have to ultimately go with proven production. I'm going to go Michael Thomas. The guy doesn't get hurt. The guy is Drew Brees' quarterback who – by and large, loves his big targets and loves falling in with a, a, a big target. Um, I think that he's ultimately my pick here, uh, especially with uh, you know with Ingram gaining out. You're gonna have Kamara taking away his his pass catching touches, but you also you know with the loss of Snead, um, I think that Michael Thomas ends up seeing more. Yeah, I, I like Michael Thomas. Uh, I'm not sure that uh, Willie Snead's departure will affect him that much. He didn't play that much last year from that suspension. Sure. Um, but Michael Thomas is going to be solid for whatever he's solid for. I think that he's actually <laughs> he's actually overrated. I think he's very overrated. I think he had some great really? games last year. And, and I'm just gonna I'm just gonna go in here and I'm just gonna steal Keenan Allen. Go Man, you're gonna Keenan steal Allen Keenan. Here. I say I would love to get Keenan Allen, but Keenan. but I know that's I know that's your draft guy, man. Your crush. You draft him every year along <laughs> with Randall every Cobb. Year. Uh, every, every year, every year, it's year. him and Randall Cobb. Even though you swear you're not going to do it again, and then, and then he has oh, a Randall, burst. You will not see Randall Cobb on my roster. This no, year. and then he then he ends up you know getting Third a burst appendix or whatever whatever he gets. But man, last year, like like I said with Melvin or, or Melvin Gordon, I think if there's one beneficiant of Hunter Henry going down, unfortunately, man, Allen is now the target. It, it's there's no there's no more Gates, there's no more Hunter Henry. You have him, you have uh, Benjamin on the outside as, as a speed wide receiver, and you have like I think Tyrell Williams. Um, but I, man, Keenan Allen's pretty much the AJ Green for the you know the Chargers, and if he can stay healthy, he's you just don't find very many big wide receivers that can do all the to do little wide receiver things like Keenan Allen. I mean, he's he's a basketball player in his truest form. He's he's 6'3", but he has, you know, moves like AB off the line getting released and it's just really special player. Um so I like that pick uh which leaves me with Mike Evans. Man, I Man. like Mike Evans, but I love their QB situation right now with Ryan Fitzpatrick as the starting QB for the first four games. So I'm going to go ahead and bypass that situation. I'm going to go with Devontae Freeman. A uh, you know yeah the the solid third you know three down running back even though he's he splits time with uh, Tevin Coleman as their main third down running back you know he's gonna get production you know he's gonna you know he's gonna get yards he's gonna get touchdowns he's gonna get catches he's gonna get everything in between um, that that ends up being my pick I like that it's a good pick I, I I mean he's I think he could go anywhere in this range and he's he's a solid pick. Um, now I was bullish on the running backs before I'm gonna go ahead and scoop in and get Devontae Adams now. Um, mm. I, I, I love uh, what he did last year, and I, I love that he 
was still the go-to guy even when Brett Hundley was under center. And I think that Aaron Rodgers trusts him. I think the coaches trust him. I think that they're throwing the ball to him, 50-50 balls, even though he has no business in a 50, under 50-50 ball. No. But, uh, but I think that's their guy. Man, interesting pick. Interesting pick. Now, I, I as professed, am a diehard Packer fan, and I love Devontae Adams. I, I love him in the third round. I am lukewarm on him in the second round. But, like you said, there's no more, no other wide receiver who has more touchdowns in the past two years. Jordy Nelson is gone. There is a true number one heir apparent spot for grabs, and I think Adams takes it because nobody else is capable of taking it. Cobb was, you know, Cobb had the ability to take it the year that Jordy went down with the ACL, and granted, Cobb went down with another shoulder injury, um, and he just he was he was unable to to take that role. Um, I think that Cobb is a great wide receiver. He's not a boundary wide receiver. I think he's a, a slot wide receiver. And I think that Adams, by and large, takes takes the targets. Regardless of what you think of him as the number one, he takes the number one receptions and targets from Rodgers. They have that rapport. Uh, I think that you have a ground-level great number two wide receiver, definitely a potential hot shot number one wide receiver. So I like that pick. Uh, man, I'm looking at Mike Evans still falling. I still can't let go of the fact that he plays for Tampa Bay. So I, I forego that pick. Five spots later, I'm looking at Christian McCaffrey. I'm taking Christian McCaffrey. I think he has a decently uh, bigger year. <laughs> uh, I think he has a bigger year than last year. I think that regardless of the C.J. Anderson pickup, I think C.J. Anderson plays a more minute role than uh, Jonathan Stewart played behind Christian McCaffrey. I think that McCaffrey gets – I think he is a, a, a slotted as a, a good good to great number two running back. Uh, I think he's getting receptions. I think he's, he's staying in on pass-catching roles. I think he's going to display a lot more ability to run in between the tackles, even though I thought he, that wasn't really his issue coming out of Stanford. Um, I like this pick as a solid, a solid point-getter. I can't even find Christian McCaffrey on my on my draft sheets. How here. dare you? I couldn't even find him on my draft sheets. He's just not there. So I'm gonna go ahead and take. I mean, I have the last pick. I have so many, so many options. So many, so many options. I mean, has has Tom Brady been picked yet? Oh man, yeah. Tom Brady got picked in the uh, seventh overall by uh by our buddy. <laughs> so let's see. I have some options here. I could take Dalvin Cook. You could. I could take Gronk. You could um, take Adam Thielen. I could take Adam Thielen. I wouldn't take him this early. But <laughs> I really like uh, Dalvin Cook here. I just, the ACL, I don't love. That I don't scares me, yeah. ACL, yeah. So I'm going to go ahead and just scoop up Gronk uh, here. Gronkowski. Gronkowski. Is he going to play all year? I'm not sure. If he's on the field, if he's, he's traded, <laughs> the pick. He's worth wow. the pick. Even if wow. he's traded, who's he could trade to? The Packers, the Niners? Like, I mean, where could he go to where he's not good? That's true. I mean, regardless, you have a, a bottom shelf, you know, man, it's I think it's a, you kind of hit it on the head no matter what. Wherever he's traded, he can fit whatever scheme you want, whether he's running down the actual seam or whether he's just doing a little check down stuff or he's doing more of a Travis Kelsey role where he's, you know, getting, you know, shovel passes and pitches and stuff like that. I think no matter what, he he's a he's a guy that can just fit in anywhere he goes. So I think Gronk sneaking back into the second round, proving he's still the top tight end on the board uh, and, and capable, no longer in the first round, but sneaking back into the second round, I think it's a great way to round out. Uh, I think guys that fell out of the top two were uh, – you got Dalvin Cook, obviously. You have Mike Evans. 
man, I'm surprised you went. Uh, actually, I'm not surprised you went Gronk over over uh, Kelsey. But our board looks pretty similar after that. You have you know guys like you know the the ever vigilant, no matter how much his name has been in the news lately, uh, Lashawn McCoy. You have the uh, the boulder, Larry Fitzgerald, who runs his forty pretty much like a boulder. You have guys that aren't worth a second. So ultimately, not too many reaches. Um, and all the reaches that kind of played out were second rounders who turned into first rounders or first rounders who dropped to second round. So I thought it was end up end up being a, a productive draft. So that was good. Uh, I want to uh, since we have just a little bit of actually we don't have a lot of bit of time left. Um, I just want to get a, some quick thoughts on your um, your thoughts on some potential comeback candidates. Uh, well, I think David Johnson's my number one comeback candidate. Obviously, sure. I think uh, it's kind of hard to neglect that his he, he nothing really happened to him. He broke his wrist. He's gonna be fine. I think we see, uh, like you said, Lashawn McCoy. I think we see him digress. My number one comeback candidate this year is gonna be Jordan Howard. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he, you know, I think that Trubisky kind of settles into that offense a little bit better. Nagy's a better coach for him. Sure. Um, and I think that Jordan Howard has an excellent year three. And then last but not least, some safe high-volume picks that you wouldn't feel bad at drafting in the third round. Um, well, I, I would be happy taking another shot on Amari Cooper. Sure. Sure, um, I think and, I agree. Yeah. I think he's one of those guys that, man, it's like I know a lot of mock drafts have him sliding a lot farther than he than he should, but I think that uh, ultimately this year he kind of comes back with a, uh, a vengeance. Oh, and don't forget my boy Adam Thielen. Adam Thielen, yeah, your boy Adam Thielen. Off this year, the stash is back and it's ready for action. Bro, you better hope the stash is back and ready for action. (laughs) All right, that concludes our our 1 through 20 draft. We didn't have a lot of time to get into some other stuff, so we'll save it for next episode. Chad, I want to thank you for being on here, and thank you all listeners for actually tuning in. Thanks. All right, thanks, man. See you guys.